0: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to answer one of my listeners' questions. This is a speak pipe question from Jay. And it's related to belated grief and anxiety. And I want to answer Jay fully. Now, I want to play Jay's question, and then we're going to get right down to answering it. Jay, thank you so much for sharing this question that I know is very close to your heart. So thank you again. Hi, this is Jay. I live in Los Angeles. I love your podcast. I've been dealing with acute anxiety for a couple of years, uh, about two years now. Though my panic attacks really did start in 2004, they were very situational and far between for many years. My acute anxiety started about a year after my mother's death. I'm wondering if you have any experience or knowledge about whether or not belated grief like that can set off an extreme period of anxiety that can last this long. Like I'm saying, two years for myself. You're free to play this on the air, and I hope it is good fodder for a conversation. Thank you. First, Jay, let me say I'm sorry to hear of your mother's death. It's difficult. And even as time goes on, it's a difficult time. And every year brings different feelings. And that's what we're going to talk about with you today. You say you've been experiencing some panic in the past, but that was very situational and not on a regular basis. And then about a year after your mom's death, you started having more acute anxiety. And a lot of people here can relate to that, Jay. So thank you so much for bringing this to my attention so that we could discuss it a little bit more fully than we maybe have in the past. One of the things that came to mind when I heard your question was that the death of your mom was a change, a big change, obviously. But what we forget is that change continues in varying ways and lengths of time for each person. So what I'm saying is, um, it was about a year after her death that you started noticing Mm -hmm. your acute anxiety and your question being like, Mm -hmm. is that, has that ever happened before? Is this Mm -hmm. something that happens to people? And I want to say, I think the timing actually is quite telling because that I'm wondering if in that first year there is, um, you have more support. There's probably more people to talk to about it. Uh, Your mom being remembered in different ways. And many times after the, I will get very general here because you're not with me, Jay, I can't ask you questions. So many times we're very busy at this um, time of a, a close one to us dying and there's much to be taken care of. There's things that have to be taken care of with their own personal belongings, with maybe other loved ones that they've left behind. And we're either supporting others or we're getting a lot of support ourselves in that first year. And what we forget is that there is a lot of stress from grief, and this is often overlooked and pushed to the side. And we know We all know here that stress builds on itself if it isn't relieved, acknowledged, felt. And it can seem like, and I wonder if this happened to you, but this has happened to many of my clients, that it seems like a feather set off the anxiety or even totally out of the blue, nothing big at all, just the way the wind was blowing. And this is because we've been holding on to the stress from grief for so long that we are building it day after day versus finding ways to process it. And what happens then is it gets stuck. It's suppressed. And we all know from listening to the show and paying attention to all of the other conversation that goes on around feelings and emotions, that they don't go away. They they If we ignore them, they just go down deeper. And it may seem like the, the normal thing to do. We all do it. We push down these emotions and feelings and they don't go away. They pop up or... They kind of grow sideways and then pop up and they come up in really odd places. And it can seem like out of the blue or that just the wind blowing made me feel I felt bad. But these are things that are just bubbling up from our subconscious because we've held them there. And I think I want to make sure that everyone knows that this isn't because you're bad or you did it wrong. I mean, there's no one way to grieve, but we do things when we can. And maybe it wasn't safe at the time to feel those feelings. And so you push them aside. And then maybe a year after your mom was gone, things started bubbling up for you and you started feeling more because these things were ready to come up. Maybe you were in a a better place. Maybe you were in, you were feeling more secure code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Now, with it bringing up anxiety, there's probably, you're thinking, well, I'm not feeling all that good with it, but it's because it's maybe all coming up all at once and it's feeling uncomfortable. So the way out, of course, as we want to remember that the way out is to feel it. Okay. Not to push it aside, not to pretend it's not there, not to beat yourself up and say, I should have done it differently, or I guess I didn't do it right. No, it's just to feel it, whether whatever it is, with it being sadness or anger. I mean, there's all of those emotions can come up with grief and it's okay to feel them. And this is the way out of the anxiety we could be sensing the change as dangerous, the changes that are happening. And after a year, you've gone through an anniversary and every single holiday and many of the reminders of what you would have been doing at that time of year, either with your mom uh, or, or uh, thinking of her. And so Each year is another set of reminders. And these are actually, if we start to look at them, they can be opportunities to express the grief and the loss at a different level. This is really good because that first year is different than the second year, which is different from the third year. And so these are opportunities to express and to um, feel the grief at a different level. So it's okay that it's coming up. And so maybe there's a part of you, uh, the anxiety is there about it is because it's feeling like it shouldn't be there or I don't, why am I feeling these feelings? Or maybe they're not even related to your mom, but you're just feeling anxious. And that's because there are maybe some things that happened. Uh, from the grief, the time of your mom dying, that was pushed down. And now you've got, it's just makes it stressful. There's nothing, it's nothing really horrible about it. It's just stress. And now it needs to come up and be processed. It doesn't want to be stuck or suppressed anymore. It wants to process out. And we process things by feeling them. And we naturally put things like, um, tough, painful emotions aside. And we do this uh, just naturally because we're not always in a place where we can go deep and feel them and open to them. Sometimes we have to uh, keep going. And so maybe now you are having more of an opportunity to let these emotions bubble up and be felt Another thing that I see happen to people is that they have details or pressures in their lives um, that they had to be on for, right? So they had to be stoic or they had to be on and care for others or um, take care of details. And so they didn't have the opportunity to deeply feel. And th- they just set these emotions aside, these deeper feelings aside, but they don't go away. So they just come back when another opportunity arises and your anxiety may be pointing you to that, that there are unexpressed feelings. Um, and they can be all kinds of feelings. Um, that's okay, but they may be unexpressed. And so it's coming up as anxiety. There's a feeling of Unease, right? That things just aren't right. And when there is that much stress building on itself day after day from um, un- unprocessed feelings, it is going to feel anxious and it is going to feel like there is something out there that's dangerous, even though you know you're perfectly safe and fine. It's again, it's subconscious. Again, this is natural for us to react um, and, and put them aside because of, like I said, life details that we had to attend to or pressures or the need for us to be on for other people. And so sometimes we push these things aside. It's natural. It's happened to all of us. We always get another opportunity and that may be what your anxiety is calling you to do. What serves us best now, since we can't go back and you can't go back and feel them when they originally came and you don't need to, what serves us best now is to feel the feelings fully when they arise and let them flow through. That's what we can do. We can't change that we didn't feel things the first time. We may not even know why we're feeling it. I I think it's very interesting that you have made a connection between it was a year after your mom's death, and it could be very well connected to that. Many people don't know why they are having the feelings that they're having. They don't have something to point to, and that's fine, too. We don't need to know why. What we need to do is to feel the feelings when they come up now in the present moment and we can even do this on purpose. Sometimes we don't have to wait for it to, to bubble up because that could also sometimes be at an inopportune moment. What we can do is to purposefully set up a time with a trusted friend or a family member to be with them and talk out your feelings. Obviously you can also do this with a coach or a therapist, clergy, you will know the people in your life that you can go to. Or you can journal with yourself. You can put down your thoughts and your feelings, letting what is coming up and what you are feeling, no matter how foreign it is to you to have that feeling, let it be okay to feel it right then and there and jot it down in that journal or app. You know, I prefer pen to paper, but I will be happy if you put it down somewhere. This is another way. This is a way we can do it with ourselves. It's almost like self-coaching and to be able to write it down and look at it and see it with our own eyes, because our mind keeps changing things. That's why it's important to either talk to someone or to write it down, because then it has been expressed and the ego or the anxious mind didn't have an opportunity to switch it around on us, which it it tends to do. I really thank you, Jay, for sending in your speak pipe question. And I hope this has been helpful for you and everyone who has uh, acute anxiety or panic and finding new ways to feel the feelings as they arise. Give yourself the opportunity, no matter how it might seem that they came up, no matter how difficult it might be to point to why they're coming up. We don't need to know those things. Feel the feelings as they arise and remember to let them flow. Give yourself that time and space to ride the wave. That's what grief is. It's wave after wave. They're like fast waves coming in. You know, often in life, we're riding the waves of of life and maybe anxiety, and it feels like, oh, we go up and we come down. But when it's grief, it is wave after wave after wave, very close together. So it can feel very unfamiliar, but it's okay because those waves too eventually subside. It's always great to hear from all of you. And if you want to send a question in like Jay did, you can go to our website and on the homepage, there's a little microphone on the right hand side and you can send in a speak pipe question of your own. I'd love to answer it. And now for today's quote. It's so curious. One can resist tears and behave very well in the hardest hours of grief. But then someone makes you a friendly sign behind a window. Or one notices a flower that was in bud only yesterday has suddenly bloomed. Or a letter slips from a drawer and everything collapses. And that's from Colette. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast.